Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Earlier on the news, you might have heard mentioned that we have the highest rate of people on trolleys ever in history at this day today. Okay, And in particular, in the University Hospital in Limerick, 92 people are currently on trolleys in one hospital in Limerick. 750 people totally uh, are in total are in hospital trolleys across the country as we speak. And I'm sure many people out there know somebody who's actually on a hospital trolley or maybe in a waiting room or maybe in A&E as we speak. Well, one particular person, sadly, um, their life ended in July. Uh, Eva Cleary passed away and her mum is on the line to talk to her. Melanie, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. How are you? And first of all, can I give you my condolences on the passing of your daughter? I know Christmas must have been very difficult for you. It was, yeah. Thank you. Because I know it mentions, I was reading the the story today in the paper, and it mentions that it was a big time for Eve. Uh, She loved Christmas and, you know, and I suppose... She did, yeah. Yeah, so it must have been a very difficult time for you. But let's get back to exactly what happened uh, with Eve. Now, I know that she was on uh, medication at the time. She was on the contraceptive pill. Um, She was. Yeah, Marviol. And she was on... Marviol. Yeah, because uh, she had a problem with bleeding. Yeah, uh, that's right. Okay, so and she's 21 years of age. And how long had she been yeah. on that? She had been on it two years now. She um, she had the bar in first, the contraceptive bar, but it, she had prolonged bleeding. And yeah. she was sent out to UHL and they prescribed Marviol for her. Which, which a lot and, of women would be on, by the way, and, and usually doesn't yeah. cause a problem. No. Yeah. But okay. she she had no problems. For two years, she was healthy, happy. Eve was working full time. Um, she so on the nineteenth of July, Eve had fallen. Um, it was it was raining that day, so the yeah. ground would have been kind of slippy. So right, her okay. foot went from under her, and she we thought her foot was broken, so we took her to UHL. Um, she had an X-ray. She had a CT scan the following on the twentieth. I should say she had the CT scan. And Eve was due another X-ray, but for some reason the X-ray was cancelled. But no, nothing um, showed up on the on the first CT scan or the X-ray. Nothing showed up. Well, to be honest, I don't know about the CT scan. Um, okay. The X-ray. They said there was so much swelling there they couldn't really see anything. So that was why they had the CT scan. Right. Okay. So, but there was there was no broken bone or anything like that. Or no, okay. no. As far as All we right, know, okay. there wasn't. But um, she so. She had spent 23 hours in total, and at 8.30 p.m. on the 20th of July, Eve was sent home. Um, Eve had questioned it and said, you know, my leg doesn't feel right. She feels her foot was numb. Um, so they told her, you know, she'd be, she'd be fine, a few days rest. They put a tubular grip onto her leg, and the swelling was actually so bad that they kind of actually had to stuff her leg into the... Do you know those tight tubes? Yeah, I know bandages. the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came home. It was uh, my youngest daughter, Emma's birthday, on the 12th, and on the, sorry, on the 20th. And Eve was kind of anxious to see Emma. And they sat and played with her, talked together, had a laugh. And at around quarter past 11, Eve said she was tired. She was going to bed. And, uh, and I suppose you thought, you thought nothing really of it. It was just that her leg was sore. And no, she, because yeah. she had actually said to me her leg had started to feel a bit better when we were talking. Right, okay. And she had bought a Pandora ring. My birthday was 10 days later and she had given it to me that night to thank me for being there for her. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's okay. Take your time. So, 
at quarter to twelve, Eve's fiance, who was staying here at the at the time with her, they used to go from week to week, you know, staying in each other's houses. Yeah, and um, yeah. he called me, and I knew by the call even it was a frantic Melanie, like. And when we went up the stairs, Eve couldn't keep her eyes open, and Eve had her first suspected cardiac arrest. Then, and Eve said, and her fiance managed to bring her back the first time. And she had come over to me to tell me that she was sorry. And unfortunately, she had her second cardiac arrest and Eve never recovered. She was pronounced dead at uh, 10 to 2 that morning. Oh my, that must have been so devastating for you. And I, I can't imagine as a mother how you must have felt on that particular night. I mean, that, that sounds absolutely devastating. It was like being in a dream night, to be honest. I could imagine. Like we left the hospital uh, after she was dead and it was... I actually thought in my head that she would still be at home because she had only fallen. She, I, I couldn't have imagined anything like this was going to occur from a fall. And just to take me back a bit, when you went into hospital originally, and the reason, of course, that you want everyone to know about this um, and about your daughter, and you obviously you don't want her passing to go in vain. Um, no. And... You spent, at the time when you went into A&E first, you spent 17 hours. Yeah. 17 hours in A&E. 17 hours in A&E. And she had spent, say, the first couple of hours would have been just sitting in A&E and then she was moved to a trolley. And you were also told in the hospital that your daughter's death was preventable. And And her clot was treatable. This was after Eve had actually, to be honest with you, they rang me while her funeral was going on. They didn't even take the time to check and see when Eve was been buried or anything like that. So I had like missed calls on my phone. Uh, like we during her so, funeral. Yeah, we were actually so devastated. Like you know the way in Ireland people have parties, so mm. not parties, but awake, they go awake. Yeah, awake. We didn't do that. We just came home after his funeral. I can imagine. So yeah. we had uh, I had missed calls from. UHL and we met them on the Tuesday after Eve's funeral so Eve would have been cremated on the Thursday and we met them on the Tuesday and we were totally hit with all this that Eve's, Eve's clot was treatable. If she'd have been treated at 11.30 that morning after the CT scan, Eve would still be here. If they, if they, in other words, if the CT scan had to show the, the clot and it was treated, well obviously not having to wait 17 hours in A&E but if it yeah. had been treated that she could be alive today. Yeah, and and by the way, I, I'm I'm reading this, but I read it with disbelief. Um, to compound matters and make it even worse, a few weeks after she died, they sent you a bill. Yeah, eight days after she died, uh, a bill came in for to the late for a hundred euro. The, for a hundred euro, that oh was my. for a ward. Oh my! Yeah, that's I I understand the bills department is separate to everything else, but that's so insensitive, and I just I can't fathom what that must have been like even those kind of little things all those little things matter now it would be remiss of me not to read out the statement that we got uh, from the hospital they said they would like to express their sincere sympathy with Eve's family on their terrible loss Uh, UL Hospitals Group is treating the matter with the utmost seriousness we continue to liaise directly with Eve's family and an internal investigation process has begun it would be inappropriate to comment any further at this time which I'm sure is what you've heard already more or less I've heard this so many times look they, they're investigating themselves. Yep. And for for us, Eve was a very happy-go-lucky young woman who was full... full she was just being gay. She was engaged, wasn't she? 
the day, the Saturday she had gotten engaged, the day before she died, basically, mm. she got engaged and Eve was a very sunny girl who always saw, the glass was always half full with Eve and I just, I feel as her mother, like as a nation, we need to stand up to this, it, our health system is in crisis, this Simon Harris came out the other day and said he's nothing to be ashamed of, yes he does. It was quite ironic you know, that Simon Harris actually visited the hospital there over the Christmas period. I know. I know. And to be honest with you, yeah. he had vi- I emailed him on the 14th of August after he was passing and he completely ignored my email. But did you, did you get a, did you get a standard visit. response even, Melanie? I did. Uh, no, I got like, the, you know, the automated response. Oh, yeah. Insert name on here. On the 19th yeah. Yeah, of December, I got a, an, an email from his office, you know. He couldn't even still email me back. So, like, he t- he says he's not to be shit. Yes, he does. Our people are dying. Our children are dying. In particular, UHL is well, a disgrace. T- well, it's actually the news today, coincidentally. Um, today is the highest rate of people on trolleys in the country in history. And in and UHL is 92 people today. Too. Yeah, I've read people. it this morning, yeah. Yep. And it will happen again, Niall, it will. Somebody else will die out there and they will, they have blood on their hands and they don't, they will not step up and say, this hospital is in ruins. They're running it into the ground. Well, we've heard time and time again, particularly uh, with Limerick Hospital, uh, that there's serious problems when it comes to the A&E department and the waiting time. I mean, 17 hours is just a disgrace for a first world country. It really is. Yeah, it is, yeah. You know, and... And this Colette Cowan that is over the UHL group, I mean, she said a couple of months ago there, there's loads they do well. Well, what do they do well? What can they do when they can't treat a simple clot that she should be here now with us planning her future? I would never see Eve's grandchildren. I would never see Eve's children. I would never get to kiss her face again or tell her I love her because of what they did to us as a family. They neglected my daughter to death and they will continue to do this until somebody, till we all get together as a nation and stand up and say no more. And this is why I want to keep talking about Eve because it's not on. And you you really are to be admired for what you're doing. And I know you're very upset and I understand that. Are you okay? Yeah, I am. I know, but look, it's it's a good thing that you're, I know you spoke to the newspapers already and you're, and you're on talking to us today and I think what you're to be admired for what you're doing at the moment, which is highlighting Eve's death. And, of course, it's up to the hospital to investigate as to whether or not Eve would still be alive today if she had been seen sooner, if indeed she hadn't have had those second X-rays cancelled, if indeed the CT scan had have shown up something that maybe that wasn't spotted first time round. That's entirely up to their investigation to find that out. But in your eyes, you believe that Eve would be here today if the system wasn't such a mess. Yeah, she would be. And other people will die unless something is done. And I saw the picture of her today in the paper there. There's a picture of her. Well, it wasn't today. It was over the Christmas period there. There was a picture of her in the... It's online there of uh, yourself above, of course, and a picture of Eve down below. And a beautiful young woman. A whole life ahead of her. And I know it, she I, was stunning, yeah. And how are her siblings? I know you have six children. How are, I have. I've, yeah. Eve had, had five sisters. and or Sorry, four sisters and a brother. And... Um, they're okay. They're they talk about Eve all the time. Um, they miss her terribly because they were Eve and our youngest. There would have been nine years between them, but Eve was a great sister. She she was like a second mom to them. Mm-hmm. 
You know, and and where was she, where where, where was Eve? Was she in the middle, or was she the oldest, or what? She was, was the eldest. She's the eldest. Yeah. Okay, so she, yeah, of course, she was a great help to you as well. A great help, yeah. She would have been your best friend as well as your daughter. Apparently, she was my pal. I miss her. I miss my friend as well. That's yeah. my daughter. I know, and I, I know this is very difficult for you because it's very fresh in your mind, and, and we've just come from Christmas, of course. And for a lot of people, that first Christmas is always extremely difficult. And all I'll say to you is my own brother died just before Christmas many, many years ago as well. And I remember I, I know, and I remember the effect it had on my mother because you never expect to bury one of your own children. And I know that. And it's a very never. difficult time. But, you know, look, it's something you'll never forget. And I always remember all the good times, I suppose, all those happy memories that you shared together. And, and we know, have many. Yeah, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you could tell us about loads of times where she got up to a bit of divilment or mischief. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because she has, there's, a, there's a bit of mischief in her eyes there. I did see that, that in the photograph. Oh, yeah, there, is, there was a terrible mischief. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I think something good will come of this. And I hope, I mean, I know that doesn't bring back Eve and it never will bring back Eve. And I'm really sorry about that. And everybody listening today, I mean, is, is absolutely devastated listening to you and listening to your story. But I'm, I'm looking at a lot of people texting in. Uh, saying they were in a very similar situation. Obviously, maybe their child didn't pass away or whatever, but they were, you know, seven hours, eight hours in A&E. And the suggestion even, I heard one of these patient advocacy groups uh, on the radio there a while ago saying, we're trying for a target of six hours. Six hours is even unacceptable. I mean, if you went, is, if you yeah. go to the NHS in the UK, they would be devastated if you spent more than two or three hours waiting to see a doctor. Yeah. You know, so the fact that you'd be there for 17 hours... It's just shocking. Disgraceful, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Noel, for having me on today. You're welcome. You're welcome. And and the more you talk about her, I think the better for you as well. Melanie. I think so, yeah. yeah. Because you sound like you had a wonderful relationship with your daughter. and I'm. Oh, we did. Yeah. She was phenomenal. She was a great girl. Yeah. Okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, Melanie. And I, I hope you get satisfaction. I hope you get some sort of justice for your daughter. And I hope it sends a message out to Simon Harris. And hopefully it'll get back to him. All right. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Noel. Thank you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.